Hey guys, and welcome back to Second Wind Wisdom. This is Danny, and I hope you guys are off to a great week. I don't know if you guys remember, but back when we first started, I had mentioned the fact that I'd like to talk about conspiracy theories. I had even asked you guys to send me some of your favorite conspiracy theories, but I never received any feedback. And I haven't really gone back and revisited the topic because, honestly, it makes me more than a little nervous. Because right now, it seems like most of the hot topics in our society revolve around one or more popular conspiracy theories. And it just seems to me that a lot of people get pretty upset if they feel that you don't agree with them or that you might think that they're wrong and that you're somehow judging them because of their opinions or because of the things that they believe. But after thinking about it, I've come to the conclusion that it's worth the effort to at least talk about conspiracy theories in general, not in an attempt to prove or to disprove anything, but I think to maybe try to show how even if a conspiracy theory is dead wrong, it can still be an important piece of the puzzle when it comes to affecting needed changes in our society. But maybe you live under a rock. Maybe you don't have access to the news or to the internet. And you may hear this and ask me, but Danny, what is a conspiracy theory anyway? And the best answer that I could give you is that a conspiracy theory is a narrative that weaves together hidden agendas by secret societies and that tries to link apparently unrelated events together to explain the reasoning behind significant events or situations. And that these theories often capture the imagination of people who are seeking alternative explanations to all of the things that they see going on in the world around us. And these conspiracy theories usually involve the belief that all of these events are actually being orchestrated by clandestine forces that are operating behind the scenes. And these theories almost always challenge official explanations by proposing an alternative and speculative, but somehow plausible interpretation of reality. Now, some conspiracy theories are actually grounded in real concerns about government or corporate actions, but others tend to venture into the realm of fantasy, weaving these elaborate tales of cover-ups and of the shadowy puppet masters that are behind them. But why do conspiracy theories persist? Why are they so popular? Well, I think it's because our minds are designed to seek out patterns in the world around us and to look for explanations of what's happening in it, especially in the face of uncertainty. And the last few years have done nothing if they haven't at least caused us to question just about everything that we thought we knew to be true. And a good conspiracy theory can offer us a plausible story that makes sense and provides order to an otherwise chaotic environment. And don't forget that historically, most of us 
tend to distrust institutions because in the past, time and time again, there have been so many proven instances of deceit and manipulation of us by these same institutions. And this has just created an environment that's conducive to conspiracy thinking and that actually serves as a breeding ground for conspiracy theories. And then add in the fact that the rise of social media has just made it easier for these theories to take root and to grow and spread. And it only makes sense that they're at the forefront of a lot of people's thinking today. And believing in a conspiracy theory can create a sense of community and belonging between people who share similar beliefs. And it can provide a shared narrative that strengthens the bonds between them and it can foster a sense of group identity and of a shared purpose. And let's not forget about bias. We've had whole episodes about that. But in a lot of cases, a conspiracy can serve to confirm a person's pre-existing beliefs and can serve to put some meat on the bone when it comes to fleshing out patterns that they may think they're seeing evidence of on their own and people are always more likely to accept information when it aligns with their existing perception of the world around them and most conspiracy theories include a little mystery and intrigue and danger along with the idea of secret plots and cover-ups by these powerful secret groups and it just gets plain exciting And it just keeps people engaged in the stories and wanting more. And believing in a conspiracy theory can give a person a sense that they possess some secret insider knowledge that sets them apart from the average Joe. And this feeling of being in on the secret can be psychologically rewarding. And of course, movies, novels, and television shows often portray conspiracies as part of their plot. And this only contributes to the allure of these conspiracy theories by tapping into our common fears and our fantasies, and they feed our addiction to excitement. As a matter of fact, there's a conspiracy theory that's known as the theory of predictive programming. And this conspiracy theory states that Works of fiction like movies and TV shows and books are being intentionally created in order to prepare the public for future events or ideas. That these things are being used as tools to gradually introduce and acclimate people to certain concepts which will make them more complacent of accepting them when these ideas actually become a reality. A good example of this would be UFOs or alien encounters. Another one might be artificial intelligence. Now, don't get me wrong. I love a good conspiracy theory for all the reasons that I've just stated, but I also know how important it is to approach them with critical thinking along with a bit of healthy skepticism. I think it's important to always be open to evidence-based conversations and to always seek out reliable information from multiple credible sources in order to gain a more balanced perception of the truth. 
and this can help to fine tune our BS detector. But I have to admit that I've run across plenty of people who are obviously smart, they're very well educated, but they're also immediately skeptical of any official explanation of anything. They're critical of mainstream narratives, but at the same time, they're more than willing to accept the alternative explanation offered by good conspiracy theory without any kind of scrutiny at all. And that brings me to discuss our first hot topic conspiracy theory that I want to mention. And I just want to give you guys a trigger warning because now I'm going to venture out just a little deeper. And I know a lot of people have an opinion on this because it's still fresh and it's still going on. And we're all just more than a bit traumatized, but here we go. I want to spend a couple of minutes and talk about the COVID-19 vaccine and its controversial development and rollout. The rollout of the COVID-19 vaccine has been accompanied by all kinds of conspiracy theories. One theory is that the vaccine contains a microchip that can be used for tracking and monitoring people. A lot of people believe that these microchips are being injected through the vaccine. Another theory is that the vaccines are somehow altering DNA for some unstated purpose. Or how about this one? That the vaccines actually lead to infertility. Now, I'm not a scientist, and I'm not sure what to believe, but I'm pretty sure they didn't need the COVID-19 pandemic or to come up with a vaccine in order to find a way to be able to track most of us. Who needs a microchip when we're all tied to our phones and our computers and our email and our social media accounts? You don't think we're already being tracked? You don't think they don't know where our fancy cars are with all these built-in GPS systems? You don't think they know who we're talking to online? What we're Googling? what kind of things we're interested in. And I think, and I don't think that COVID was made up. Maybe the threat was exaggerated. Maybe it wasn't. But I do believe that we think that because of our technology and our success in controlling the world around us, that we're somehow protected from something like the COVID pandemic. But obviously we're not. And I think that the pandemic just shook most of us down to the core and caused a lot of uncertainty in what we thought we knew about the world. I mean, with all of our technological know-how and our achievements, we couldn't even keep toilet paper on the shelves in the grocery stores. And this just led to uncertainty and doubt. Doubt that our government knew what it was doing and in its ability to respond to the threat or any threat and doubt in our medical community and of the ability of our scientists to figure out a way to eradicate it. And timing's everything. We were already at the boiling point and the pandemic was just the straw that broke the camel's back. And all of a sudden, you can't trust the government, you can't trust the doctors, you can't trust the pharmaceutical companies because maybe they're all in on it. Maybe it's a concerted effort to reduce the population or at least to control us or to for some reason alter our DNA or to track us with microchips. Personally, I don't buy it, but 
Maybe. I do know this. It became very political, very fast. Everybody was in a panic, and it caused a lot of knee-jerk reactions. And as a consequence, a lot of money got thrown around. And I do think that a lot of people profited immensely because of it. It may take years before we fully understand what went down during the COVID-19 pandemic, before we find out how it actually started. How did the government mandates and spending affect the course of the pandemic? How effective is the vaccine and what are the long-term consequences for the people who took it? And most importantly, I think we need a full assessment of the lessons that we learned so that the next time something like this comes around, and it will, we'll be just a little bit better prepared. Maybe next time we'll know what works and what doesn't. Maybe we won't have to bring the whole world to a screeching halt out of fear and panic. Anyway, that's enough about this particular conspiracy theory. But I'm just warning you because I'm going to be talking about more conspiracy theories in future episodes. And once again, I'm going to ask for your help. Do you have any conspiracy theories that you would like for me to talk about? If you do, please take a couple of seconds and shoot me an email. The address is secondwindpodcast.reply at gmail.com. And please, share the podcast with your friends and family. I'd appreciate it very much. And also, I'd like to give out a sh- give a shout out this week to all of the first responders out there. You guys put your lives on the line for us day in and day out. And you put our welfare ahead of your own. And for this, I thank you and I think we all thank you. And I hope that everyone out there has a great week. And I'll talk to you next Tuesday. And until then, stay well.